You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back to another issue of Imagine If on Geekly Radio. Chris, this week, uh, what are we going to be talking about? Well, we're going to have some fun because Marvel has been going wild. They've been mashing <laughs> up everything. And I just wish DC was willing to play along. So we're going to give we're going to give DC a jump here, and we're going to form our own cosmic ghostwriter of the DC universe. Our own cosmic ghostwriter. So uh, when we get there, we'll talk about what exactly is a cosmic ghostwriter and why is it of importance right now in the Marvel U. But uh, I guess before we get there, let's talk about what's on the spinner rack. Okay, so here we are. It's a wonderful Wednesday as always. So if you're at your comic shop, here are some things to keep an eye on. So from DC Comics, they are putting Batman the Killing Joke. They're finally giving it the Absolute Edition. So it's a $50 hardcover book. It's going to be oversized. Looks pretty good, honestly. Um, If you don't already have yourself a copy of this, this would definitely be worth checking out. But if you're bargain bin hunting, in that case, I would just get the Killing Joke hardcover because that's seriously probably going to drop in price. But this is definitely one of those stories you should read for sure. Um, also coming from the Batman collections, we have Batman Nightfall Volume 1, the 25th Anniversary Edition. Wow, it's been 25 years since that story came out. I remember chasing those back issues at Circle K's. Anywhere wow. I could find them. You know, Walgreens, Fry's, or I guess back then it was Smith's. You know, mm-hmm. it's just nuts, man. So, yeah, so that's kind of, I'm very excited for this collection. Uh, Catwoman number three will be out there to help us further the mystery of what's going on with the Catwoman identity as Selina tries to figure this out herself. Detective Comics 988 will be out there. Um, This book has been great. This Outsiders arc looks very interesting. It's got a lot of fan buzz, and obviously it's going to lead into an Outsiders book. So if you want to get the jump, now is the time to do so. Yeah, but that Outsiders book, is it going to... So as of right now, at least where I'm at in in Detective Comics, you you have uh, Bruce brings in um pierce what's his name oh um jefferson pierce jefferson pierce yes yeah brings in jefferson pierce to be a teacher for essentially all of his gotham sidekicks you know um and uh what was it he it's because they're going up against karma who says that you know all of your sidekicks all the people that love you make you weak and he kind of agrees, so he he asks Pierce to look after him while he's taking down Karma. Uh-huh. Now, I know this is the outsider, like the beginning of the Outsiders, but when they do the book, is it going to be Black Lightning with a bunch of Bat characters, or are we going to see some of the original Outsiders like uh, Geo Force and Katana? Katana. I, I think so. If I I can't. I don't have it off the top of my head, but if I remember correctly, they put some preview art out there, and I believe I remember seeing those four, Batman, uh, Black Lightning, Katana, and Geoforce. Mm. So I think they are very much going back to that you know, 70s formula of mm. let's put some wild stuff together and see what happens. Okay, yeah, because yeah, uh, I, I know in the book, in, the, in Detective, they keep mentioning Markovia, but you haven't actually seen Prince Markov yet. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because some of that, fall back because of doomsday clock yeah you know because they've been talking about markovia there yeah uh even in one of bendis's issues of either superman or action we finally see a sticky note that says the superman um theory or whatever problem basically right. that the, it's the supermen oh god i can't the project yeah, it's the, the thing that the yeah. governments are building, building super their own superheroes. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so maybe we're starting to finally see some light shed on what should have been ending by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you know, but Brian Hill's been doing fantastic. I think you're going to get a great story regardless because it is an interesting theory. You know, like I always like those moments when the Kingpin talks about Daredevil and he's like, you know, a man with nothing left to lose is a man with nothing left to fear. You know, and it's like Batman is essentially that, but is he anymore? I mean, the Bat family is ridiculously huge. Right. You know? I mean, when's Harold going to come back? When are they going to bring him? You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyways, uh, Flash number 54 will be out there. Barry Allen is still exploring the other forces. Uh, Hawkman number four is out there. Now, you've been reading some Hawkman, right? I did. I've read uh, issues, I think, one and two at the moment. What do you think? Um, I like it so far. I, 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 I can't wait to see what more they do, and that will get me more interested. But like as of right now, I don't know exactly what it is that they... Uh, are planning with that story like i like the that they're trying to bring in everything from previous hawkman and stuff like that uh because i feel like um sometimes we don't think about where that character's been and all of his yeah. loose ends and stuff like that no i kind of i'm kind of kicking myself for missing the boat on this because uh, at least from the solicits that i look at it, it looks like the book is is really going to go some places and I would love to see like, I, I guess I let my feelings with Robert Vendetti off of green lantern kind of influence my pick because mm-hmm. no offense to him. I mean, he did some good stuff, but he kind of has this problem of starting big and not finishing. And that's what I get worried with. So this might be something that I'll probably maybe trade weight, but I hope it's good because yeah, from what I've seen in like preview art, uh, from what you've mentioned and even from other fans, it's looking good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope somebody, you know, I, Hawkman's one of those characters. Like I know he's never going to do well on his own. No offense. And it's nothing wrong. I mean, if he squeaks out like 48 issues, that's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's four years of book. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Or two years. If they do every two, every yeah. two a month, but. you know, but like I, you know, it, I, I can't wait to see him back on a team. You know, like I can't wait to see his presence somewhere because I do miss it. You know, I've been loving Hawk Girl on, uh, or I guess she might be Hawk Woman. She should probably be Hawk Girl because that's more the Shire, no, the Shira, not Shira. If well, the Hawk Girl was Kendra. There we go. That's it, Kendra. Kendra and she's Saunders. taking more of the Shiara, the alien look. Right. So as opposed to the classic JSA, even though she is the classic JSA, oh, my God, I need a diagram. But anyways, <laughs> you know, Kendra has been great in Justice League. Um, I'm very excited. It looks like they're definitely laying some seeds for the cartoon stuff. So that's fantastic. But anyways, so, yeah, Hawkman number four is out there. Pick up some back issues. You never know. Uh, if you're interested in exploring some of the uh, Sandman side of things in the DC universe, they have a brand new issue, number one, of House of whispers coming out so if that's your thing well that's your thing try it out i would i'd probably get lost i don't know there's so much going on uh plastic man number four of six will be out on the stands robin hood and the outlaw or sorry red hood and the outlaws number 26 will be out there and i believe this explains why the costume change what's going on and uh, how it goes. okay um so yeah so that'll be kind of neat to see why well the last red hood and the outlaws that i read had uh Jason Todd going up and I think shooting the penguin. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was issue 24 though. But no, I remember that made big news because it's like we don't kill and he straight up killed yeah. the penguin. So it would make sense that why he would, you know, need a costume change. I imagine after that, Bruce comes in and is like, no, you can't wear the, the bat. Yeah, take anymore. that off you. Yeah. That's done. Yeah. So he's like, fine, I'll wear a hoodie. <laughs> what do you what do you think? Does does he need to stay this Punisher esque like vigilante, or does he need to become part of the Bat family, like permanent, like you know, official? If I had my say, I would put him. No, I don't think he should be part of the Bat family, just because they've let him down. Because he brings up some interesting points, like when you look at um, under the Red Hood, that story arc where he returns. He has some valid questions. You know, it's like, how, how could you let him do that to me? How could you let him do that? And you didn't even like, I mean, we've seen Batman go to the ends of the earth for other things, you know, and yet for Jason Todd, nope, it was that for you. And I mean, I get it, you know, editorial and writers and stuff like that. Um, but it was, it was a sad thing, you know, and it's like he didn't go to, you know, further take on the Joker. And then we've even seen moments since where it's like, oh, it's the Joker. Let's be playful. You know, like mm-hmm. I could almost even see, <coughs> I could almost even see commissioner Gordon kind of like, fuck, maybe I'll feed information to Jason. Cause those two share a link. You know, the Joker did kill Sarah Essen. That was Gordon's wife. Now, maybe they don't necessarily share a link because I do remember Gordon, you know, at that point, he's like, don't kill him. We're taking him in by the book, even Mm -hmm. though this was the no man's land. Right. You know, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like Batman didn't do what he could have done. And I could really see that's why Jason's like, look, man, I've always been the outsider to this family. So I stay that way. 
Oh, ooh, Outsider, Outsiders. Hmm. <laughs> I th- I th- his book was called The Outsiders at first, wasn't it? Uh, you're right. It was called it the Outlaws. Oh, no, it's The Outlaws, not Outsiders. I thought it was Red Hood and the Outsiders first, oh, and maybe. then it was out, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, after, maybe it was after, during the New 52. Yeah, New 52. I, okay. I might be wrong, though. Mm, I think you might be right. I'm not too sure. But yeah, no, I'd say keep them away from the Bat family. Maybe you don't have to have them be that strict Punisher, you know, Um but then again, it would be kind of neat to have somebody doing that. So that way criminals really are afraid. But then again, you know, they're not going to be scared when they see Batman, you know, because it's almost like that moment in um, Batman the Dark Knight with Eric Roberts' character. You know, he's like, you're not going to kill me. And he's like, I don't have to from this height. Yeah. And he breaks his legs, yeah, the, yeah. you know. But see, like, I always figured, like, the bigger bosses, like, so, yeah, Eric Roberts' character and then, like, you know, the, your penguins and stuff like that, they know that the Batman doesn't kill. But, like, your henchmen all hear the stories that the batman does kill so he sucks your blood <laughs> yeah kind of yeah th- those kind of things so it's i yeah I bet at some point he has to kill somebody to prove it or at least let that story out there just like like at the end of dark knight when they're like oh just say that i batman killed him like batman killed yeah just say i did it yeah yeah no, that's true. Yeah, but I, I would just say I'd keep him separate. Uh, I think he's worked better because of that. Because if you put him in Gotham City, it's way too crowded. Um, and he's not, you know, that right flavor for that town, even though it kind of sounds like that's what they need. <laughs> All right. But anyways, moving along. Um, Suicide, Squ- Suicide Squad number 46 is out there. Supergirl 22. This is where she continues the hunt for who destroyed Kandor, the bottle city. Uh, Superman number three will be out there further furthering along the mystery of who's starting these fires and what's going on. Titans will celebrate its 25th issue. I'm not going to lie. I thought this already happened. Mm. I'm very surprised that they're just getting to issue 25. I guess they've been just sharing so much of the upcoming changes that I feel like most of it's already happened, but uh, this will be part of the last hurrah for Dan Abnett on Titans. And I think he's done a great job. Uh, let's see. Wonder Woman will be celebrating issue 54. Then as we move along, let's go to the other side of the fence to our marvelous competitors. Marvel will be dropping a lot of reprints. So if you're missing some stuff, here's a great way to catch up. Amazing Spider-Man will get it. Issue three will get a second print uh, right alongside Amazing Spider-Man issue five. Now, this has been interesting, this current arc, um, because it's dealing with a Spider-Man and a Peter Parker that are separated. So they that whatever that atomic machine was that blasted the spider that you know, radioactive or nah, it's kind of same. But anyways, that bit that blasted the spider that bit Pete. Mm-hmm. So they've been using that machine again, and this time instead of it being able to allow things to transfer their abilities, it's separating stuff. So it separates Pete from Spider Man. So we're actually seeing a Spider Man without the responsibility. Because in issue four, Pete confronts Spider-Man and he's like, hey, you know, what do you think Uncle Ben would be saying about all this? And he's like, who's Uncle Ben? Yeah, he doesn't. So that's crazy. So <laughs> it's actually been really good so far. I'm very excited by the new creative. Uh, Avengers number three will be getting a third printing. Captain America number two will be getting a second printing. Cosmic Ghost Rider issue two will be getting a second printing daredevil 608 will be out there and it's funny because in peter or sorry in amazing spider-man we have pete versus spider-man and now over in daredevil we have matt versus mike and mike never right. existed because it was just matt in disguise right. uh, that's been a fun arc though i'm not gonna lie uh death of the new humans issue two will be getting a second printing domino number six Fantastic Four number two. Hopefully this time we will see the Fantastic Four. Uh, but I'm very excited. That last page cliffhanger was really cool. I don't know if you saw it or if you've seen the spoiler. No. But uh, Ben Grimm proposes to Alicia. Wow. Yeah, so I would love to see those two get together. They've been a very strong couple. And, you know, my love is great. <laughs> uh, Iceman will be back in a five-issue miniseries. So Iceman number one will be out. Uh, let's see here. Infinity Countdown number five will get a second print. There will be the Infinity Countdown Companion Trade along with the trade paperback of the main story. Infinity Wars will get a second print. Infinity Infinity Wars number one. And then finally, Infinity Wars number three will be out. So if you're behind, it looks like Marvel's going to have you well-stocked so you can get a hold of everything. And then don't worry, there's at least like 
five to six different variant covers out there, so feel free. Uh, if you're digging Iron Fist right now, the Iron Fist Epic Collection Volume 1 will be out there, The Fury of the Iron Fist. So this is where it all starts. So if you've liked Iron Fist and you're excited, come in to get this trade. I love the Epic Collections. Whoever is doing editor or uh, collected editions at Marvel, bravo. That is a great thing. Which makes complete sense because Season 2 of Iron Fist just dropped this past weekend on Netflix, so... Yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, I mean, they obviously oh, they plan that together, yeah. but yeah. yeah. But uh, and I mean, I've only heard somewhat good things about season two. Like you know, everybody kind of hated season one. Yeah. Like it just didn't. Well, play all out it can right. do is go up. Then it sounds yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> so and then there's the big post credit scene, I guess, for season two. Ooh. I mean, I don't want to say it for anybody that hasn't watched it yet, but there's a there's a big or hasn't seen everything that's on the internet about it. Okay. Uh, oh, I think I might know now, but yeah. Well, and I was curious with this season because isn't this the season that had Typhoid Mary? Yes. I love her. I think she's a great villainess, a great character, very tragic. I, li- so- I like her too. I just don't, don't understand why... Why Iron Fist? Like, why is, she's not an Iron Fist villain? But that's going to get your Daredevil villain. fans to come uh, and watch. Okay. Because honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm tempted to watch the season for her. Mm. You know. So fair enough. I wouldn't have watched it. I didn't like. I mean, I've been very selective on my Netflix Marvel. You know, I did the Daredevils. Um, I'll probably do Defenders. Punisher intrigued me, but you know nothing. Like I've heard good stuff about Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. It's just those characters don't enthrall me, and I'm not going to invest that kind of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like ooh, if we can't get those, let's get their fandoms to come to us. You know, because I would have loved to see Matt be seduced by Mary. I think that would have been great. Hmm. But anyways, uh, so moving along, uh, Journey into Mystery: The Birth of Krakoa, number one. All right, no offense to the creative working on this. I, I hope you guys do well, but this is the stuff I hate when the two companies do that. They insert stuff. So this is going to be Krakoa, which is famous for giving us giant size X-Men number one. Right. So now all of a sudden, Nick Fury is going to be aware of this. What the hell, Nick? <laughs> I mean, you knew about this. You knew about Vietnam or Viet, Viet how do they say it? Uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam, you know, so it's like, oh, yeah, I've known about alien symbiotes and all this stuff. But yet the first time it was on Pete, and you were like, oh, I'm not going to help him. You know, when the X-Men were fl- flight patterns going to Krakoa, well, I'm not going to warn them. <laughs> Nick Fury's a dick. All right, that's all you're doing. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> is. He kind of is. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, hopefully it'll be a fun story. So if you want to see some uh, Nick Fury back in the jungle doing some cool stuff, then this sounds like it might be the story for you. Why? Why the push on Nick Fury? Do you think? Like, so I think this story is actually probably more the push on Krakoa, that actual island. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, who could we have be there? And I think that was just all right. Let's do Nick, you know. Mm-hmm. Or but then again, maybe you're right. Maybe it's Nick, and it's like, hey, let's. How can we put stories of old Nick Fury in action? You know, so it's like put him in a jungle setting. I don't know, uh, but it is funny because it's called Journey into Mystery, which is a Thor title. That's true. It's where so, Thor showed up. God, there's all kinds of stuff in there. See, Marvel's just putting all their toys together. It's like, <laughs> the hell with it. Let's make something. Uh, I mean, w- did we ever get any more Tales of Suspense after the uh, after that Winter Six Soldier? No. Yeah. Yeah. no, we didn't. They just did that, and then it moved along. Because I'm even trying to think, like, the next time we see Bucky, actually, at least that was pretty cool. Because So that, that story was Hawkeye, Bucky, trying to find uh, Black Natasha, um, Black Widow. And basically... Bucky and Natasha snuck off and Hawk kind of like, uh, you know, whatever. I'm doing my own heroic thing. Well, he's starting the West Coast Adventures. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go play with some kids at the mall. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so we see the next time we see Buck and Natasha is actually in the Punisher book because they're helping him with the whole war machine. Oh, armor. Okay. And then now the next time we see Buck, we will see him in the Captain America books. So is there currently no Winter Soldier book or Black Widow book? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Neither of them I have thought, a book. I thought there was a Black Widow book, but all right. Yeah, so I, I, I wish there would have been something more coming out of that. you know. Uh, but again, there's some neat things that they're doing, and I'm curious how much of editorial knows or is following through because I'm going to put a question out there. Does anybody care the fact that Johnny Blaze is the king of hell right now? Like, I mean, yeah, after big. Damnation, that it doesn't seem like they really followed up on that. Yeah, so I'd love to see something come out of that. I mean, uh, I just, I mean, we've talked about it several times before. Is that they need to have a somewhat anthology book where every 
three to five issues, they switch up the character that's in it. So, you know, you have your Tales of Suspense, and it's just, you know, this five-issue arc is about Hawkeye and, and Bucky going at, going for Natasha. And then the next five-issue arc is about uh, Johnny Blaze as the King of Hell. And the next five-issue arc, you know, like, just keep doing that. And then, hey, you, you go back, you look, people are rebuying this Johnny Blaze uh arc in tales of suspense maybe we should start up a book yeah, from so, there hey that's a good idea we can follow yeah exactly it's their own inner marketing you know you put something out there and you go for it because like i know um if you can remember this one as well legends of the dc universe yes so that was a great one where it's like okay let's let's put our characters out there let's see what people are buying and all right this is doing well because honestly like a lot of people like we forget with hal jordan coming back as green lantern but that Legends of the DCU book gave us an arc of Hal Jordan as Green Lantern. You know, then we saw Hal as Green Lantern again in uh, Darwin Cook's uh, New Frontier. So it's like, hey, these things are selling well. People want it. There you go. It's your own, you know, taste test, test taste. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't want to spend the money on, like, the, the paper and stuff like that, do like Injustice does and, you know, just do it digitally. Yeah, they could definitely put something out there and, and it'll work because you know you're going to get some fan base. Something's going to sell. Something's going to move it. A collector's going to collect the whole thing. A fan of that character's going to come back. Yeah, no, I, I, I've heard some talk that um, CB, CB Sabuski is interested in that as well. And I hope he is. I hope he follows through because that would be great to be the editor of that book. Be like, oh, hey, yeah. Right, looking at the trends. Yeah, hey, we just canceled Scarlet Spider, but he's going to pop up over in Spider-Verse. Let's give it about three months. But, you know, Mitch, I want you to write a four-part miniseries right now so that way we could run it. And because it doesn't matter when you run it, those characters exactly. are in limbo. So you can and then, or stockpile you, it. Even if you just, like, walked up to, I don't know, give me a Marvel writer at the moment. Oh, gosh. Uh, Mark Wayne. So you walk up to Mark Wade and be like, "Hey, what's a you know four four issue mini that you've always wanted to, of a character you've always wanted to write?" You know, and then boom, there it is. You know, yep, exactly. Uh, and all of a sudden, we have fucking slingers again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A power pack story, something like that. Just just a crazy story. The dark pack. <laughs> the dark pack. Sure, why not? <laughs> Yeah, but no, I agree. I, I think that's a story that are not not the power pack side of it, but uh, you know this is a book that needs to exist because what a great way for to get new talent in mm-hmm. because you could play with that. Like I said, you stockpile some stories and then okay, let's you know let's take a risk on this new artist, this new writer, see if they can make deadlines. If they make deadlines, fantastic. If they don't, all right, well you didn't get your books in, but I have this story hot and ready. Push that one out. And then I've got no worries. Yeah, so there you go, CB. There's a free idea. Um, <laughs> DC, going, too. If you want to do that over at yeah, DC, you, you DC do it right now. Both of you do it. <laughs> do it right now. <laughs> um, but continuing on, so Marvel Knights will be celebrating its 20th anniversary. Um, so anyways, they're going to be reprinting Daredevil by Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada, the Guardian Devil story. If you have not read this, you need to. It's beautiful. It's sad. It's just fantastic. So that's that's honestly what kind of brought me back to Daredevil. Like I, I remember as a kid, one of my fondest memories was reading um, Daredevil, The Man Without Fear at grocery stores, mm-hmm. you know. And then finally this came about, and it was just so neat to pick up a Daredevil number one. But to ride through that story, wow, it was harsh. Uh, Marvel Masterworks will be making it to its 20th volume of the Fantastic Four. That's nuts and awesome at the same time. Uh, Old Man Logan will be on issue 47. Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, will be celebrating issue 309. Now, this book's going to be ending very soon, and Chip Zardaski has been doing amazing stuff with Peter Parker. I uh, highly recommend you jump on this book and write it out. It's, I think it's going to be a beautiful ending. It's going to be a sad, but it's going to be a beautiful ending. Um, and then if you're looking for some cheap stuff, True Believers will be reprinting some stuff. So we'll have Marvel Knights, Daredevil, and the Defenders. Jessica Jones, Alias by Bendis and Gatos. Uh, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. All of those books will be reprinting number ones, and they'll be a dollar each. Uh, Venom, issue three, will be getting a third printing. 
then there's going to be a bunch of Venom stuff. Venom Adventures Digest. So if you want a small little book, that's one to sneak into work with you. Venom by Colin, The Complete Collection. Venom First Host Number 3. Venom Planet of the Symbiotes Trade Paperback. And Venom Tooth and Claw Trade Paperback. Man, there's a character that's just blowing up right now. <laughs> I uh, wonder why. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, X-23 will be getting her fourth issue. And then lastly, X-Men Blue Number 35. I know I'm looking forward to that issue because that's one that has that cover where it shows the 05 with their modern-day counterparts. And everybody's got one except for Scott. So I'm just kind of interested to see them. Talk about that elephant in the room. You know? <laughs> so anyways, that's what's on your shelves right now. Luckily, it seems like it's a light week, so save up because by the end of the month, I'm sure they'll be coming at you for more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that's, yeah, that's, that's your spinner rack for this week. Um, talking about what I read this week, I want to dive into the new age of heroes over at DC. Like, uh, I'm not reading all of the books. I am reading, I, I think I'm reading half of them. So I got the terrifics. I have... Sideways, um, challengers, new challengers. Is it yeah, new challengers? New challengers, and uh, the immortal man, men. And I think I've talked. I, I talked a little bit about these books uh, so far, and uh, you know, I'm. What, I think they're. I think most of them, the three of them, three of them out of the four, except for challengers of the unknown, the new challengers of the unknown, is like at issue six uh, this week. Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, sideways. I like the kid. I like the idea. I don't like the story. The story is just nothing is happening. Not enough is happening, I guess. Okay. Like, he finally got to this point. Like, the first, I don't know, what, three issues, three, four issues is about him just kind of wanting to be a famous person and, you know, using his powers to go viral on online and stuff like that. And then finally, like, they gave him a purpose, uh, I think, in issue four, like, the, the, the big interdimensional guardian guy that tried to kill him in the first issue was like, hey, I, I realize you're not a bad guy <laughs> and you're just using your powers and you, I kind of need you to help you know, clear up these rifts that keep happening between dimensions and, because if you don't, the world's going to blink out of existence kind of thing. So that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at and I'm like... We could have got here faster, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Just could have been two issues. <laughs> something. It's it's interesting where where it's at, and I I just I like I said I like the I like some of the characters. I just wish that the story was better. Um, if you go over to the Terrifics, or as most people would notice, it's actually just the Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh, DC Four. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Mister Terrific as as your Reed Richards. Um, Phantom Girl is your Invisible Girl, uh, except for the two of them aren't in love with each other. Uh, Metamorpho is definitely your thing, and Plastic Man is your Johnny. So, <laughs> I mean, I got I jumped on this book because of Plastic Man. I love Plastic Man. Like, it's just a character that I've always enjoyed. Uh, and just the fact that you really don't understand... No one really understands his powers. Like, it's stretchy, yeah, if at first glance, but... He can do a whole lot more, and if you want to see him do a whole lot more, oh my god! Check out Plastic Man that Gail Simone's reading right now. Yeah. Great book. No, he's got a fantastic power set. Like when you get an, a writer that's really imaginative, Plastic Man is a powerful superhero. Yeah, very powerful. Uh, and then you know, in the Terrifics book, he's talking to his uh, on again, off again girlfriend. And uh, they mention that he has a teenage son, so offspring is a thing. Oh yeah, more than likely in the, the Rebirth universe. I want to say I saw him somewhere recently, but I'm, you know what? I'm mixing up my uh, Injustice Two because they yes, had plastic. He was man in, yeah, in there. Injustice that's, Two. So, okay, that's where I knew I saw him. So that book, I think it's 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 playing very fast and loose with uh, with Mister Terrific, and I feel like he deserves more. Like uh -huh. his character, like, but that's just me from the my JSA days, you know, like reading that book and how he's kind of their their leader, their chairman, if that's what it was called. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just like he's he's not being utilized well enough for me. Like, there's like he should be doing other things to help benefit the world, but now he's stuck having to deal with these other three people because if they get within they get further than a mile apart from each other. They they blow up. They die. Holy crap! That's because, a weird twist. Yeah, because of this dark energy that they were all exposed to after going into a uh, interdimensional rift after having to fight the dark multiverse people. 
Anyways, <laughs> uh, but then again, I also love Metamorpho. Like Rex Matt Mason is uh, also one of my ca- favorite characters. All, I loved. I liked him more when he was a uh, uh, shift on the Outsiders book right. for a little while. That that like an offspring of Rex Mason. <laughs> that he didn't know that he was an offspring of Rex Mason. But like I like the idea of Metamorpho. And, but he's very close to Plastic Man. Like in Power Set. Like the two of them do a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, oh, you kind of have two two people with the same thing. Like, I don't know why you would make that on the team. Uh, but it's a good book. It just it could be a lot better. So that's where I'm at. Well, that's the thing, and it's like I can't think of who's writing off the top of my head, but it's tough when you're writing that many voices mm-hmm. and like at least three of the four. Because I'm not too familiar with Phantom Girl, because I never really read like Legion stuff, mm-hmm. but. You know, three of them are main voices. Right. You know, and that's tough. And they're not necessarily linked. Mm-mm. You know, so it's like I could almost see the writer being like, I love character A. But then all of a sudden it's like, dude, I want to write more about B. Oh, God, I forgot about character C. You know, <laughs> that that kind of happens. And this Phantom Girl, I believe, yeah, she in the original version of her is the one from the Legion. But this the one that they're writing in this book is has nothing to do with Legion. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, they just found her drifting in the middle of uh, fucking inner space, whatever you want to call it, some lost dimension or in-between space or whatever you want to say. And, uh, yeah, she just can't hold on to her form. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Until she became, like in the most recent issue that I read, she came in close contact with uh, the Orb of Ra, which gave Metamorpho his powers, and right. then he was she was able to become solid, and there was a whole city full of Metamorphos, and it was weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's that book. Then there's uh, Challenges of the Unknown. I am in on this book right now. Like This book is cool. I think I've only read two issues, maybe three issues. Uh-huh. And uh, I come to find out that the prof that is on this new Challengers of the Unknown team is not the original prof. It is a dark multiverse version. Oh, so somebody else came through. Right. But he's a good guy. So he's trying to stop things from happening. Uh, But (laughs) then the original Challengers come from yet a different mountain. Challenger Mountain, uh-huh. and they they shoot him in the back of the head like in, instantly, and they're like, "That's not the real prof. We had the real prof right here." Uh-huh. And then he gets up after getting shot in the head. And he's like, "You know, I I tried to stay away from you guys because I don't want to have to sit here and explain. I got things to do, and like I don't know much about the original Challengers of the Unknown, but like uh, I like what this book is. And then you have the new Challengers, which they are going through and like kind of giving you like." all this backstory to each one of these new characters in, in an issue. So one issue is about the your 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 one guy who's kind of smart. One issue is about your bruiser. One issue is about the the female cop. And, you know, like that's, that's what they're doing. It's oh, the right. backstory as the regular story is going on. And, uh, it, you know, they all are not great people. Oh, interesting. But so. they were people that were chosen by the system that this dark prof... Uh, made to like as they died they get transported to the new mountain mount challenger or challengers mountain right and they get to live out the last of their existence trying to be adventurers and helping out you know helping out mankind or whatever oh interesting and that's cool that it still sticks with that whole motif of you know like we should have died we're living on borrowed time yeah they're definitely living on borrowed time so when they leave the mountain they have their tattoos their hourglass tattoos that Uh like start to count down they only it only refills after they go back to the mountain go back to the mountain so uh interesting stuff um i think anybody that likes adventure books should definitely read this this is this is how i feel like this new age of heroes like work like if you want to introduce these these characters that are going around saving the world and no one from the justice league really knows about it like this is how you do it uh as opposed to the next book that i'm talking about immortal man immortal (laughs) men uh essentially they just went and took the the origin story of vandal savage of a meteorite hitting a caveman fighting this meteorite then getting being able to live forever uh, five people, five Neanderthals that were part of the bear clan, the bear tribe, uh, as you know, living in caves and shit, came, saw something strike through the, the sky, landed. They went to go investigate. The five of them then became more intelligent and uh, had immortality. 
and they started each one of them went off and started off their new their own clan so that's why you have this war of these five different uh immortal people and their tribes but you know like i was saying before no one knew about these immortal tribes they they're able to keep themselves <laughs> secret they they destroy and have fights in the middle of cities and then by the next day everything's repaired and people have lost their memory of it and uh every once in a while your your main guy immortal man uh he is able to give some of his immortality to people so he the 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 person that the original Paul Bunyan tall's telltale is based off of he gave her immortality so she's a uh, native that can grow huge, and instead of having a big blue ox, she has a big blue axe, and <laughs> she, you know, chopped down trees and stuff like that. Like people that tried to steal her people's land, she chopped down all their trees and was like, "Oh, now your your business went out of, uh, you know, went out of business because you don't have the timber anymore." Like I stole all those trees, whatever. Uh-huh. Like that's the one thing. You know, there's a guy who was the protector of Harlem from the during the prohibition times. He a uh, ghost fist, and he has spectral powers, kind of thing. You know, there's a there's a guy who was in Vietnam, and I think he's call, he calls himself the Hunt, or that might be his his enemy, who was also his best friend in Vietnam, and that guy is on the other team, the other immortal team. See, like, there's so much spanning here that it doesn't quite make sense. You know, yeah. And then what... the person you're following is this Caden Park who comes a very affluent family and, you know, he's a teenager and, well, now he has a power that when he touches somebody, he can learn from them. Like, so if, like, uh, he t- he tells Ghost Fist, hey, you know uh, karate or something, right? And he goes, oh, actually, I know Kung Fu. And he's like, well, just think about that for right now. And he touches ghost fist's hand and now he knows all so now he's got the ability or right. the skill sets the skill huh. set yeah so That's cool. uh yeah it's it finally in the last issue i read got interesting but it's still very too much like uh, i don't really care like kind of thing well and it's such a bummer because i thought this book was gonna be like vandal savage rachel ghoul and other immortal that's what it people. should have been yeah, yeah the people that we already have established as immortal in our universe yeah like how have they been running around the dcu like that's mm-hmm. what i thought the book was going to be because i could have sworn i remember seeing some of those guys together in um uh the the, the black knight or oh God, what was that Dark Knight uh, metal. metal and metal. I could have sworn I saw them there. I thought, oh, that's what this book's going to spin out of. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, maybe they will introduce Vandal Savage. I mean, how can you not with the fact that, uh, you know, they, they, these other immortals got their powers almost the exact same way that Vandal Savage did? Right. So I, I don't know. It, it could be, could not be. I think the only one. So if I'm not wrong, I think the only one I'm not reading is Silencer. Yeah, there's Silencer, because you said Sideways, right? Yeah, I read so Sideways. Yeah, so I think there's definitely Silencer. Which is um, the and the reason I didn't jump on it, because John Romita <laughs> Jr., I know people like his art. I don't. I just could not read it. Yeah, I think that might be the one book you're missing, I think. I or think so, You're probably too. not missing. Well, yeah. Well, that character, they're forcing her into a crossover with Nightwing. So oh. that's the first one. Oh, no, Damage. Are you reading Damage? Oh, I'm not reading Damage okay, either. Okay, Damage, yeah. Which is the, the one, which... I guess that I should have be because one, I, I, I really, yeah, connection. I really love Our Man, and that's that's it's got the Our Man connection connection. So maybe I'll go and check that out and trade. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and I forgot that in Immortal Man they decided to bring in um the Batman who laughs into the one of the latest issues. So. Interesting, and so, he just popped up too. The, oh, somewhere else. Yeah, Justice League number seven. Ooh. Yeah. So he's in two so places now. I, I guess at the dar- the end of Dark Knight Metal. We're supposed to believe that Batman and Joker defeated the Batman who laughs in that cave, but we didn't see it. But I guess not, huh? Yeah, no. Well, and that's what blew my mind. So I hope I didn't interrupt, but like I read Justice League 7 today, and I was laughing because it's like Luther and his Legion of Doom, you know, they're going around, they're trying to get this great power source because it's it ties back to the origins of man. So anyways, this was like the punitive issue, and it's setting the course for what Justice League and Leagues will become. And I'm laughing because Luther gets defeated and he's like, there's only one person who can help me. And he opens this prison door and who's inside it? The Batman who laughs. And I'm thinking to myself, but you have Joker on your Legion of Doom and Joker and Joker Batman will not get along. No. So why (laughs) would that be a good idea? But, you know, it's good shock value. I get it. (laughs) This just proves to me how worthless Dark Knight Metal was. I'm sorry. I know people loved it, but. Yeah, no, I'm kind of feeling that way. After I bought all those hardcovers, I'm like, oh, it kind of fell short 
Uh, all right, well, what did you read this past week? All right, so as I mentioned, I read Justice League 7. It was it was pretty good. Like This issue felt better than some of the other ones I've read previously, uh, so I'm still hyped. Batman 54, that was such a neat issue because it's basically Dick coming to Bruce and he's like, hey, you don't have to be okay. You know, you just went through something. It hurts. Let it out. <clears throat> and it was just a beautiful issue of great fathers and sons. But the hard part, the saddest part about this is, so Tom King got Matt Wagner to come in and do the art. Mm-hmm. And Matt Wagner, of course, was like, well, I want my son to color it. And they produced the issue, and they put it out to DC Comics, and DC's like, eh, we don't like that coloring. So they just got somebody else to come in and do the coloring. And it's sad because here's an issue about fathers and sons, and you actually had a father and son creative on it. Uh, But anyways, it was just neat. It was neat to kind of look at some of the newer or different aspects of Dick's relationship with Bruce early on. So I thought that was really good. Uh, Recommend. It's a great done-in-one issue, so I'd go out there and pick it up. Um, Continuing on with Green Lantern. So now it's starting to boil over because we... We big time know it's Cyborg Superman who's the bad guy. Um, so I'm very excited because we're on the final couple of issues. And if you know your Hal Jordan history, Cyborg Superman is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, So this is going to be an awesome showdown. Um, what else did I get from there? I flipped through. I, I cheated. For some reason, Nightwing just fell off my radar. I mean, I've been buying the issues. And it was like right after the whole Dark Metal crossover, I just... Like it, it, it seeped. And so I want to say that was like issue 20 something. And now we're at issue 48. I'm like, oh, I need to pick it up because there's some major changes coming. I just don't know why. So, but anyways, I cheated. I flipped through issue 48. That looked fun. So if you're a fan of, you know, big murder, otherworldly, you know, racer X type of stuff, that's definitely going to just be a fun issue there. Well, I have to admit, like after the issues, like where, I don't know. He 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 tried to work at the casino, like the blockbuster stuff, and then right. you know up till now with this whole like the last issue I read is still going on with this uh you know virtual killer, virtual bad guy, VR bad guy that's that he's fighting. Like the so book, you're telling me I should skip it. <laughs> the books just aren't great. Like it's the story's not great. Like I need I need Dick to be more active. Like like I like the idea of him being this personal trainer, like for a job. But obviously, it's not going to work out because that, that means making appointments. And when you make appointments with people, you have to keep them. You ha- you're supposed super to keep them. Heroics and he's not, yeah, don't it doesn't work, work that on way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, uh, I don't know. It, I, when, you read, when you read Nightwing, I think you're, you're going into it for something a little bit different than what you get with Batman. Like, yeah. you're going in for it for the Dick Grayson of it. You, you, want, you want to see him feel. Make you want to see both of his lives as opposed to just Batman being Batman. And you know what? I know that, right, as a, you know, you think of Dick Grayson, you think of Bloodhaven. Or you think of Bloodhaven, you think Dick, Dick Grayson. Right. I kind of want a story where Dick just jumps on his bike and travels the country. Like That'd be cool. Like, almost, like, maybe follow the trail of the, the circus, you know, made across the country before he gets back to Gotham kind of thing. Well, that would actually be really fun. Right. I think like, that that'd be neat. Like maybe that's a perfect thing with this whole after he gets hit in the head. Yeah, maybe, there you, you go. Know, he's gonna Just go out there and find himself. Something needs to to happen with him. You know, settle with somebody. If it does, if it's not Barbara, like he doesn't have to settle. But like I, I liked the stuff when he was with the graffiti artist, whatever her name was. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember her. Uh, Sang. Sang. Yeah. 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 No, I was I was excited for that because even though like I I've, I've always wanted him to get with Barbara. Or even Corey, but you know, I was like, "Oh, she's a great new character, Defacer." There we Defacer, go. Defacer, yeah. And I was like, "This is going to be awesome," and then it just ended tragically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, no. So I, okay, so I, I can bypass all that stuff. I'll start with forty eight, and here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I <laughs> think you're, you'll be good. Uh, but let's see. Moving along, so I read Avengers number seven. Uh, I liked it. I have to say, I don't know. Maybe I was just in a better mood. But this was the first time where I read Avengers and Justice League, and both the books felt like they made some sense to me. Mm. You know, but they were also like kind of slower issues. <laughs> so I don't know what. What that are you says. thinking of this? The new lineup for the Avengers. Yeah. So before you go on, it's it's She Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Ghost Rider, uh, Captain Marvel. Yes. Black Panther, Black Panther, and Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange. Okay, so I to me it's the MCU. I mean, that's all oh, I see. Like, yeah, I look you're at right. It, I didn't like, even think about that. You know, Except it, for the She-Hulk. She's the only one. 
You know, she is the only one. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, we're probably too male heavy. So let's put a she Hulk. That way it adds to that line. I mean, they're great characters. Um, I'm digging some of the chemistries between them. You know, it's it's a very powerful lineup, so I don't mind it. But yeah, ultimately, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is just, you know, Netflix and the movies taking <laughs> over my comic books. Which, uh, like, I think the last issue I read of the Avengers, like, it kind of hints at maybe a relationship between Thor and She-Hulk. Yeah, well, they've definitely been knocking boots, so to Have speak. Have they? <laughs> yes. Okay, so yes. there you go. Uh, yeah, I am. I am probably a couple of issues behind, so that is that is interesting. Like, I guess, yeah, I could see that. Like, <laughs> well, with her being more the savage She-Hulk, right? It's interesting, you know. And I, I miss, you know, I miss when Jennifer was in full control. Right. I, I always liked that version of her She-Hulk because I loved her sarcasm. I love the way she handled herself, you know. But I get where she's at in her character arc, and I, I can't wait to see how that journey comes to a conclusion. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been fun. Um, like this newest issue focused on the cause, or not the cosmic, <laughs> uh, focused on the prehistoric Ghost Rider. So the first Ghost Rider. So that was kind of fun. It was neat to see his origins, uh, how it ties into the Wendigo. I thought it was just a fun, like offbeat one issue. So I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, let's see, moving along. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, number twenty-three. Oh, that was a beautiful issue. Uh, it was great to have this moment between Ben and Kane. So like. You know, they, they finally break into the secret warehouse. Uh, a fallen angel is essentially working on the, all this stuff. And he's like, look, I'm not like I know I'm hiding what I need to do. Um, and you're OK with stopping me. Just not right now. And, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's some angel blood. This will cure the little girl. Go back and good luck. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so Ben is like, oh, my God, I'm going to be OK. And even Kane is like, or, you know, Ben and Kane share a moment. He's like, so once I cure this girl, you're going to kill me. Right. And Kane is like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, I mean, now that you're back, like, I get it. You know, like you're trying the hardest you can. You've always been trying your hardest. Even when you were doing the whole clone conspiracy thing, you were trying then. So I'm not going to lie, but I'm, I'm kind of rooting for you. And I was like, oh, my God, they're acting like brothers. That's cool. I like this. But the whole point was <laughs> that Kane was like, no, in every every dimension that I've been to, Ben Riley brings about the the end times because of the virus. Yeah, but you know what's funny though? Why is Kane the Scarlet Spider? Because of Ben's heroicness. You know, okay. it's it's so like I love you, I hate you. You know, I don't know, but I'm I'm excited. Um, it was a sad issue, and obviously we're getting very close to 25. One so. of the things I do like I did like about that book because I did jump off is that I love the the backstory of or not the backstory, but the story two i guess of or the b story for kane of like being treated like this uh soldier with like ptsd kind oh, of yeah, like yeah. he's hanging out over at the the shelter or yeah. whatever it is and then it makes me think like what would the the conversation between cable and kane be like i feel like the two of them are very similar that'd be kind of a cool crossover yeah yeah, yeah it, it would be something you know like or it's like i mean I get that they're like they're not necessarily official soldiers, right? But they've been through so much, right? And, and they're definitely even the on weird the weird part is, of something, yeah. And even then, like you know, multi-dimensional time travel, you mm -hmm. know, it's like we're fighting for realities that aren't even necessarily ours. None, you know, it's like why do we exist to keep this fight to and, fight for good? I mean, or whatever. Kane is is a, is a clone, and uh, uh, Cable is the son of a clone. So yeah, you know, so yeah, so that'd be that'd be kind of interesting. I like that. That'd be a nice. There you go. There's that uh, Marvel uh, Tales of Suspense. <laughs> there's a there's a two part mini right there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, cables and spiders. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Um, moving along, uh, Captain America number three. This has been a slow build, but I'm liking it. Like I, I can't wait though till like the action really starts to hit. Uh, and this issue was kind of cool to get to see. Um, Agent 13 defend herself and, and be out there. And we're starting to get a little bit more of a peek behind the scenes what's going on. So, like I said, I, I know it's going to be a six-part um, story for this. So, I'm definitely looking forward to, like, this next issue. I think we're going to get a little bit build. And I'm still waiting for Winter Soldier in this book. Like, he was in issue one. And they were like, oh, yeah, bring Buck along. And I was like, <laughs> yes, let's see what happens. So, I'm still waiting. Um Thanos Legacy number one. It was a one shot for part of this Infinity Wars. Dude, that book was awesome because it actually referenced um, the whole Thanos win story and it referenced the um, uh, 
damnation event and it was just fun like so in thanos wins basically that's the first time we get cosmic ghost rider and he comes back to our present from the future grabs our thanos takes him in the future our thanos learns about future thanos and he's like you're a bitch i don't want to work for you but so the two of them team up to stop the cosmic or what's left of the silver surfer so the big battle enthralls and then finally like our Thanos is like, fuck this. I don't want this timeline to exist. I'm going to do everything I can to undo you. And old Thanos is like, good luck. You can't stop your fate. This is what it is. So our Thanos leaves. And then all of a sudden, old Thanos blinks out of existence. And now this is the issue that takes place. And I just love how like when he comes back to modern time, our time, and he's like, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the most hellish place on in the galaxy. So he goes to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he slaps Mephesto around. And he's like, leave Frank alone. So, you know, this is going to mess with the origins of Cosmic Ghost Rider. So it was just a fun issue. A uh, lot of neat stuff there. Well, that, that, there you go. Bring brings us to our challenge for the week. Cosmic Ghost Rider. What? What can you tell us about the Cosmic Ghost Rider? When did he first show up? Okay, so Cosmic Ghost Rider first appeared during the Thanos Wind Story arc, um, issues 13 through 18, if I remember correctly. And basically, he's a, a kind of like a what-if character. So what if Thanos finally does win, and he conquers the universe and has everything he wants? So in this storyline, we see, like I want to say it was part three was his origin. So we get to discover that Frank Castle, as the Punisher, he's older. There's a big fight on Earth where Thanos comes and he just lays waste to everything. And at one point, Frank is dying and he's like, I'd give anything to stop Thanos. And that's when Mephesto comes along and he's like, really? You'd give anything to stop him? Because I'm mad at him. So here you go. Here's the spirit of vengeance. So he makes the Punisher one of the Ghost Riders. Well, at this point, Frank's the only thing left alive on Earth. So he's just driving around on his Gatlin gun-toting <laughs> Ghost Rider motorcycle. Finally, out of nowhere, you know, several years later, Galactus comes to Earth and he's holding his guts together and he's like, where's Reed Richards? And Ghost Rider or Frank is like, um, I don't know, but can I ask you a question? And Galactus is like, yeah. And he's like, are you real? Because I haven't talked to anybody in so long. <laughs> so now we've kind of understood that Frank's crazy. So you got a crazy spirit of vengeance. So then eventually those two team up. You know, they're, 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 they're mercenaries running across the galaxy uh, looking for Thanos. And, of course, Frank is like, man, I'd give anything to get Thanos. So Galactus is like, would you now? Here you go. Here's the power cosmic. So now you've got a crazy Frank with the spirit of vengeance and the power cosmic running alongside Galactus. And then they finally find Thanos. Thanos just kills Galactus in, like, one quick swoop. And then Thanos is like, well, hold on, Frank. Before you come after me, why don't you work for me? You know, and even then Thanos gives him a time stone or what's left of the time stone. So that's what enables Cosmic Ghost Rider to come to, you know, our present 616 timeline and bring Thanos into the story. Uh, he did die. He was killed by the worthy Silver Surfer. So basically, since Silver Surfer had only his power set, he made himself worthy enough to hold Mjolnir. He cracks Frank upside the skull, cracking it and killing him. Frank then finally dies. He makes it to the gates of Valhalla where he will finally drink his mead and fight and be crazy and marry. But he's still not happy. Why? Because he doesn't have his family. So finally, you know, Odin is like, I'm going to give you another chance. So as far as I know, I want to say, I think as of Cosmic Ghost Rider issue three, uh, Frank is officially on the 616. Uh, we've even seen him recently on the poster now is artwork for uh, who will be the Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's all kinds of characters there from the Guardians of the Galaxy, members past, present, and future, to the Star Jammers, to the Imperial Guard. And you even see a little cosmic ghost rider there as well. I was going to say, so when Odin sends him back to Earth, is he... Uh, is he Cosmic Ghost Rider still? Yep, yep. He's still got all the power sets and everything. So then would you have, would you still have your deal with Mephisto at that point? Like, you died, so... Well, you keep the power set, so, I mean, I, I, of course it counts because it's comics. Um, you're right, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, this is a binding contract, but maybe since he's not in hell, maybe that's the loophole well, to why he gets might to be. keep to well, his sanity for sure is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all that being said, we, we decided well, well, what would it look like if uh, we, we did the same treatment of combining three characters 
essentially, into one over in the DC universe. Yeah, and then who would they, like, how would you have them introduce? What would they, who would they work for? So basically, in this case, we took the Punisher, gave him the Spirit of Vengeance, the Power Cosmic from Ghost Rider and Silver Surfer, respectively, and he becomes a pawn or henchman of Thanos. Thanos. So but, how but would that's you do, after he wanted to kill Thanos. Or, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so how would you make your character... What would be your recipe to make this fantastic <laughs> character of the DC universe? So, uh, throwing out mine first, I wanted to go with uh, a character that you know doesn't really get too much screen time, so to speak. But a character I do like, I do enjoy the little bit I know of him. Then I went and read about him, and I was like, oh, the <laughs> character I knew is the one that they created for Batman in the animated series. It has nothing to do with the action. Well, not uh, nothing to do, but he's completely different from the character that you get in the... Uh, well, comic book. This is the better origin, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the the idea of the creeper, Jack Ryder. You know, he uh, in the animated series, he's a he's the Joker trying to recreate what happened to the Joker. So he's like, hey, look, I'm gonna throw this guy into the into the vat and see what happens to him. And he comes out, and he instead of being a bad guy, he's a good guy. He's a he's a vigilante that goes around Gotham, but he has the same laughing uh you know fits same and, laugh <laughs> and yeah but he also has a increased strength and agility and stuff like that now go to the actual dc creation of him origin of him he's uh he's a talk show host that got fired for saying too much of controversial things he goes to a uh he goes to a in both iterations of him a doctor by the name of yats you know uh saves his life by injecting him with a new serum that he was working on this serum turns him into the creeper uh and essentially jack and the creeper occupy the same body but not at the same time you know they it's a split personality kind of thing yeah. and they can communicate with each other but not you know both can't exist at the same time kind of think the hulk i guess yeah, that's a good way to look at it yeah. don't forget there's the, there's the there's the clothes aspect too so the well, costume <laughs> You know, we you know tell yeah, the costume either is a part of him or is part of nanotech, depending on which story you want to go with. Either way, it's it is a weird costume though. It's the yellow skin, the green hair, the the red, the red fur. Name. Yeah. yeah. So uh, whichever way you want to go with it. But I'm gonna do Jack Ryder. Jack Ryder the Creeper. I wanna say that one day, while in Gotham, you know, fighting a big bad I'm gonna go with Dark Side. Dark Side is is gonna be my Thanos. It's obviously that to me that's the one to one between the two pick, worlds. Yeah. Uh, Dark Side's you know uh, terrorizing Gotham. All of Batman gets every hero that he can to to stand the line, and uh, Jason Blood is there. Jason Blood who shares time with uh, the Demon Etrigan or Merlin's Demon. Uh, you know he ends up dying now. He he's not supposed to be able to die. He's supposed to be an immortal, but I'm gonna say because of uh, Omega, Omega beams, beams. <laughs> you know the the two got separated. Etchigan and, and Jason Blood. Jason Blood dies. The curse for some reason gets moved over to Jack Ryder and instantly regrets it. And instantly regrets it. <laughs> Why am I with this loony dude? But, but this also makes it think that now there's three people sharing one body, and and you know it's all very scrambled in there. So uh, whether or not that it you know it's Etrigan at one time, then the Creeper, and then Jack Ryder, I'm gonna say that would be interesting for that time, like at, at that moment, you know, when he's going around. Now Jack has to deal with these two personalities that are obviously much different than him, and Etrigan Demon doesn't necessarily want to do good. He just wants to kill, or he wants to fight. He wants to destroy yeah, whatever. Just, yeah, bloodthirsty. The creeper wants to do good, but he does it in his own way. Uh -huh. So now you got Jack trying to balance it out between the two of them. Then I'm going to throw a big curveball at you. So I, <laughs> I never read Cosmic Ghost Rider, so I don't know exactly you know how it is that he comes, or other than what you told me. But uh, let's say that while the Earth is being terrorized and uh, you have this version of the creeper that's also Etrigan and you know maybe he's not doing everything so Batman-esque he might be killing he's the new terror of Gotham he is striking fear into to people <laughs> and with you know with great fear you, you get a yellow ring in this world <laughs> so he gets a yellow ring and the parallax demon or parallax entity takes over not or takes over but 
enters him. So yeah. he's the new parallax. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my power cosmic. That's my my silver surfer. Now you have four personalities in one body, <laughs> and I want to say they all merge into one. Like the, the parallax entity was the glue that's going to make it so that all of them are at the surface all at once. So now you have a crazed Jack Ryder with the, with a the power that's you know one of the the, the most deadliest weapons in the in the in the galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, a demon and a fucking crazy man, <laughs> and you have that chasing around. He goes up against Darkseid, wants to kill him for all the you know what he did. Yeah, Darkseid's like, yeah, how about how about you join me? And now he's he's probably like he's up there with uh uh what's the other oh the evil gods desad calabac yeah, yeah 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 so and i a- could just see them walking away be like we don't want to hang out with Thanos <laughs> right now he's got some crazy and, people and for his ride he has orion's little hover bike thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice i like that he's got the, the, that little astro glide force thing yeah. whatever it is yeah I dig it. I dig it. That's that's a cool visual because like I can just picture those awesome parallax shoulder pads, <laughs> but then the red mane running around them with little white streaks through yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and then like you know, kind of like an intricate head, but with crazy green hair. Oh wow! Yes, that'd, <laughs> that'd be, be nuts. That'd be I. I wouldn't. I would run away from it on sight. <laughs> <laughs> See, great fear. Yeah, exactly. I just don't want to get stuck talking to it. <laughs> Okay, who did you who'd you pick? Okay, so I looked at this one and I thought about it. So I obviously started with who is my Frank? And I thought about it and I finally came to a conclusion. I said, you know what? Jason Todd's been through some shit. Frank's been through some shit. So there you go. So Jason Todd, a.k.a. the Red Hood, he will be my linchpin. So Despero is my dark side Thanos. So I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this a little bit. So he winds up coming to Gotham. And with all the hate and negativity that's already in this town, right. it just makes it so much easier for him to influence people. So, of course, he starts influencing people and just killing them. You know, so everybody rushes onto the scene. Uh, you know, the, the Justice League is here. They're going to try to help combat it. But Despero is just so crazy powerful in this town. You know, Gotham is just a sick place. So unfortunately, one of the fatalities in this place will be Captain Marvel. Now, the reason, and it's kind of a funny way to link Red Hood to Captain Marvel, they both wear hoods now. Yeah. So that's what kind there of like, know. oh, there we go, you know. So Billy winds up getting possessed by Despero. And Despero is just so happy because he's got Earth's mightiest mortal on his side. And only person who can stop him is Jason for some reason. You know, it's going to be one of those moments where he just happens to get Billy to say the word. And so Billy reverts from Captain Marvel to Billy. And Billy's like, there's nothing else I can do. You have to stop me. And Jason's like, I know exactly what you mean. So he kills Billy. Damn. And the wizard Shazam is like, fuck you. You killed my champion. I curse you with the power of Shazam. So it's not like, oh, this is a power set blessing. Right. No, this is the curse, you know. I so would- I would play with it that, you know, instead of like the strength of Hercules, you know, it, it could be something like the, you know, the, 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 the burden of Hercules or something. I don't know. I mean, I'd still keep that, but I would play with those ideas a little bit more. So now Jason's got this extra weight on his shoulder. He's the power of Shazam. Of course, a lot of heroes are killed and whatnot, and Despero escapes. So, you know, Jason's stuck there, and he's just like, damn, this sucks. So he decides, well, to hell with it. I have no real connections to Earth. Why do I need to be here? So as he travels along, during his travels, he finds himself coming across a war between New Genesis and Apocalypse. So because they're always at war, that's not, you know, it's just Tuesday. Right. You know, so he winds up going there. And unfortunately, I'm going to wind up hurting one of my favorite characters. But Scott Free is wounded mortally. You know, this is he's to that point where he's dying. And he looks to to Jason. And he's like, oh, my God, you have a lot on your shoulders. You have this great curse. Well, here's another one. He gives him the anti-life equation. Mm. So now it'll give him more powers and whatnot, but it's just going to add to it. And so, again, the anti-life equation, it's powered by rage and um, what is it? Rage and, and negative emotions. So that's going to be perfect for Billy. He's going to have that. But, of course, to help keep him in check, he's going to get a mother box. So this is going to be good because that's going to, you know, that that essentially gives you access to a lot of power sets. So, yeah, we'll have Jason Todd 
running around with the power or the curse of Shazam, the anti-life equation in a mother box. Um, he'll wind up getting the name of the Dark Knight. I thought that'd be a play on, on the words there. And then eventually when he comes across to Sparrow, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, look, you have all this ability, but it's all negative. With my mind control and myself, I can help you finally find peace. We can actually restore the universe. We can make it better through order. And for some reason, that just appeals to Jason. And then same thing to give him a ride. Uh, I eventually want him to take down the main man, Lobo, and he's going <laughs> to steal that cool-looking space motorcycle. So you take that, you slap a mother box on it, you got to red and white hoodie wearing guy flying through the spaceways <laughs> and that is the dark night <laughs> all right i like that I, I forgot to give my my guy is uh is the laugh he's the laugh he's the laugh <laughs> it's the laugh that's heard throughout the galaxy so uh there the you cosmic go. joke yeah <laughs> uh you got you got uh the dark night and the laugh uh as our dc cosmic ghost riders uh, if you have a better idea, if you have a one that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear it. If you'd like to talk about anything that you've been reading, we'd love to hear about that. You check me out on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-R. Chris is also on Twitter as... Stuff I should say. Stuff being... Should being spelled S-H-U-D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. And GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.